and welcome to another episode of the Debutante Report. Once again, I'm your host, Michael Lung, back again to break down episode 8 of Survivor 41. And yeah, I thought this was a really entertaining episode. We're really seeing the different dynamics come into play outside of the pure advantage and strategic side of it. Like even food and rewards were a real social currency that came into play this episode. So it was really interesting to analyze this week. We even had more tribal whispers and a crazy tribal as well, which is always good to break down. We're going to get right into it. We have 11 left in the game. We saw Tiffany voted out this week. Six votes to two to two to one. And well, my predictions have been completely off this season because we saw so much of Tiffany in the preview last week and I predicted that she was not going to go home based on that. But it turns out that Hubiki's law has failed once again this time and Tiffany was sent packing this episode. I can say that during this episode, I probably didn't see Tiffany's boot coming because there were so many names thrown out leading into this week's tribal, and I'm pretty sure not even the players knew how the vote was going to shake out. I think it ended up being like a game of Russian roulette. They were just hoping that it wasn't going to land on them, um, and just being able to throw out as many names as possible and just try to get the target off themselves as a player. Um, And we saw some more tribal whispers come up this week, and I really thought that Heather dug herself a bit of a hole here. Like... Her name came up a bit at camp as a bit of a decoy, but I thought that when she stood up to start the whispers, this would have really brought upon her downfall, and I was shocked that she didn't actually go home off the back of that. Like, when the vote's already so shaky, you don't really want to be creating more chaos. And we saw that from the players this episode, that gave that some of them were really wanting a simple vote, and Heather gave them that opportunity to get that simple vote out. So yeah, it was a shock to me that Heather didn't go home in this spot. I mean, understandably... Heather as a fan was probably paranoid as soon as she heard her name pop up, unaware that it was probably a decoy, and yeah, she tried her hardest to save herself. I guess she just got really lucky tonight and didn't go home because there was a consensus as well during the Tribal Whispers, when it seemed almost everyone was together except for maybe, I think it was Deshaun, Erica, and Heather. And yeah, that's a really strong majority vote, even if it was just for that one Tribal. And yeah, everyone should have been on board for a vote like this because no one really seemed all too close to Heather to want to save her. And so I guess what came as an even bigger shock is the fact that Deshaun decided to dissent against the group and say, no, nah, I don't really want Heather to be the target this this boat. So yeah, that came as a shock to me. Um, we saw earlier in the episode as well that Deshaun wasn't too happy with Shan and the way that she shut down any ideas that he was putting forward for the vote. But in a situation like this, when things are already so tense, I couldn't understand why he wouldn't just go with the group on this one. I mean, it wasn't like his closest ally was being targeted. And yes, you can be upset that your voice isn't being heard as much as you would like, especially in an alliance. But in this situation, it's probably just best to stay quiet and just go along with the group for the vote. And then, if you feel like things aren't going too well with your alliance, you can bring it up back at camp. Not when you're just about to vote, because if things ran just a little bit longer at Tribal, maybe Deshaun could have been the target in the end if things managed to shift a different way. And I think even maybe coming going back to camp after this episode, I think Deshaun might be in a little bit of the hot seat, um, given the fact that he did try to dissent against the group, even though there was a consensus vote there. I think it's also important to look at the way that Shan had managed the vote leading into Tribal as well. We've really seen this whole season from her perspective, and she's done an admirable job so far at managing alliances and relationships with other players. But I think this episode maybe just got a little bit too much for her. I mean, her job is a pastor, so she probably is very used to having to deal with the needs of multiple people on a regular basis. 
But in survival, when people are constantly coming to you with conflicting plays, it's definitely hard to manage. And we saw that in this episode where Danny and Deshaun threw out Nasir's name and Nasir wasn't too happy that he was put down as a decoy boot. And then Heather became the decoy vote. And then she wasn't too happy with that. All while Deshaun wasn't feeling that Shan was listening to his opinions. So yeah, there was definitely a lot to manage on her part. And she was right in the thick of it. Thick of it all. All whilst having minimal minimal food to go off to. Getting back to how the vote shook out, with all the different moving targets, it ended up coming back to the original plan, no matter how many times people tried to change the target and change the change the boot. It made sense for the majority, I think, to split the votes and go after the minority Yasa 3 after last week's Tribal Council. And yeah, I'm not really sure if there was much that Tiffany could have done in her spot. I mean, like Evie and Xander, they all realised that they couldn't survive as a three and probably had to go looking for other options and had to split off from each other. Yeah, she might have just ended up on the wrong side of the numbers. I kind of felt bad for her when Deshaun called them out for trying too hard to break their way into the majority, but you couldn't really blame them because, yeah, like, what else could they do? Like, it's a shorter season, which means less time to build bonds, and without an advantage, that's all you can really do is try to build your way back up as best as possible socially. There's not really much else to do. So, yes, I do understand Deshaun's perspective of seeing it as a bit pathetic what the Yasa 3 were doing, but there's really not all that much they could have done, especially in a big merge tribe where 3 is a disastrous minority to be in. I mean, I guess they could have formed a plurality of sorts, but it's hard because you need to know where the target is and also have some inroads to be able to draw a couple away to your side. But when you've caused such a big scene in the previous tribal, it's hard to make amends within such a a short space of time. I remember saying at the merge that the Ua tribe and the Yasa tribe should probably team up to take out the remaining Luvid tribe because they had the most numbers going into into the merge. So it was a bit surprising that they couldn't get on the same page and target them from the first vote. But if all three of them are scrambling for trust and capital, Tiffany really didn't have much leverage to go off. Um, Compared with... Evie and Xander. Evie had the chance to bond with Deshaun at Shipwheel Island, even though that alliance didn't really work out. And Xander had his three-way split idol that required people from other tribes. And Tiffany didn't really have a shot to utilise her cross-tribal bonds like the other two. I mean, she did have that chance earlier with Brad and Siggy, but both of them had been voted out by then. So, yeah, it was a bit unlucky on her part by not being able to use those bonds that she had uh, had the chance to interact with beforehand. And yeah, it was pre- I think it was pretty clutched by Evie to pull off that immunity win because there was a very big chance that she would have been the one going home in this episode. For Evie, after having such a big social game from the start, without numbers or at least someone in your corner, it makes it very hard to move forward in, her, in my view of her. I'm still surprised though that the players with idols are still yet to be heavily targeted. I think Tiffany brought it up on her way out that People like Xander, Nasir, and Shan, who all have the public three-way idols, were still around without their idols flush before she got sent home. I mean, it was also brought up in the episode when Shan and Deshaun were arguing over who was more dangerous in Nasir and Xander, given that they both had public idols. And from someone like Shan's perspective, like we saw, Nasir would be a better person to keep around because he is a loyal player and seems to trust Shan as well. But for Deshaun... Nasir probably would have been would also be someone that you should keep around too because he's original Louvre and you can keep him around as a shield even though he's a bit a bit wily and a bit sneaky. He's going to most likely stay loyal to Louvre, so And in targeting Xander though, he has proven to be able to find multiple advantages and has just pulled the wool over the majority's eyes last episode. 
So it does make more sense to target Xander over Nasir from Deshaun's perspective. And yeah, I really wasn't understanding Deshaun's logic right there because Xander does come across as more dangerous than Nasir. Even though Nasir could likely weasel his way to the end, Xander is the more obvious threat at the current time. So yeah, Xander would be the better target to go after. And unless Nasir Ben bonds his way to the end, he's always going to be a target that I don't think anyone is too willing at the moment to stick their neck out for. I think the fact that also they all hold public idols, it takes a target off them a little, at least a little bit, given that everyone knows that they have it and are scared to target them in the event that they play it in a non-split vote and someone else goes home on a one vote. So no one really wants to go hard on them. So it's a bit understandable why they haven't been targeted as of yet. And yeah, on, on another note, with this season, we're really seeing more of the impact that a lack of food is having on the players and our crucial reward challenge wins have become in keeping you fueled to actually survive. We saw even Shan and Ricard still not be on the best of terms. And I don't think we've seen hunger have such an impact on the actual game, at least not in recent seasons. I know in early Survivor, it would have been a really big source of capital and progressing yourself in the game, but not so much in recent seasons. I guess that is what the game is coming to more and more with Jeff wanting the game to be more dangerous and it's really turning into another form of social currency in the game. And we saw Xander make a somewhat subtle move based on food, yet it could have had a big strategic benefits to his game. Like in the reward challenge when he chose to offer his spot to win the reward uh, with Erica and then he would sit out of the challenge. And yeah, because there's been no food on this season, reward challenges have become even more important. And I think it turned out to be a really smart move on his behalf because he guaranteed that he would return to camp with the losing team. And even though it might seem like being on the winning side is the better outcome because more players would be willing to make a move and form at least a short-term alliance on those rewards, because everyone on the losing side is bitter about not winning the reward, I think they're more likely to form a closer bond as a result. Like, they'd be more willing to target someone who'd won the reward because they're not sharing the same pain and suffering as those on the losing side. And for Xander, that's perfect because it gives him the chance to build a stronger bond with his tribe and paint the target on someone else. And also carries in favour with someone like Erica because essentially he's given her a reward win. And food, which is so crucial in this game at the moment when everyone's starving and really struggling to survive a little bit. And yeah, Xander ended up doing something similar at the immunity challenge when Jeff offered up the chance for the tribe to barter for rice, which at this stage is a huge commodity in the game. But apparently everyone valued their chance at immunity a lot more than rice, so there's still an imbalance, I guess, in the different currencies in the game. And yeah, just on a side note, I think Jeff was somehow really inspired by Angelina's rice negotiations from David vs. Goliath that he so desperately wanted to force it into this season. I don't know, it seemed a bit cringy to me, but I think... It was a chance for some players to build some social capital in the game. For Xander especially, I think over the course of this episode, he managed to build his way back up in the tribe by offering a spot for Rice in this moment. I'm not sure how big of an impact it would have been in the game because with Angelina, it was basically nothing. But I think over time, if you keep adding up these little these little bits of generosity over time, I think you'll be able to wriggle back into the fold. But it's kind of a weird situation too because you don't want to be hammering home that you gave up your spot for rice like Angelina did because people just got super annoyed with her. So it's hard to use it as, I guess, a social bargaining tool. But I think the fact, though, that Xander was in danger at this vote could then serve as a bargaining tool for him. But then again, I'm not too sure how highly the tribe values rice if they want to get rid of a threat. Um, And yet, going back to Xander on the sit-out bench as well, we saw Jeff talking to the audience once again about putting more advantages into the game. I think I've said it so many times before, but 
Too many advantages are really saturating the entire game and it's definitely taking away from the social dynamics. Like today, how a simple food reward ended up having an influence on a potential voting target. But I think I'm kind of glad that that the advantage didn't actually get found so we don't have even more to worry about advantage-wise in the game. But from Xander's perspective, it could have been a huge missed opportunity for him not finding it. Like, we did see him sort of looking around the bench to find it, so he probably was aware of one being there. I mean, yeah, it could have been a game-changing movie if he managed to find that advantage by choosing to sit out of the reward challenge and swap with someone else. I mean, that could have been, yeah, a huge game-defining move for future players. But yeah, I'm just thinking about the implication of this for future seasons, because players might then choose to opt out of doing the challenges to sit out just to be able to search for the advantages. So once again, it's taking away from one of the main aspects of the game being the challenges. And yeah, if the game becomes so advantage heavy, it's then not even a social game because then it becomes something else entirely. And yeah, I don't even really want to go into that, into the potential of that. But yeah, it's a crazy thing to think about. But yeah, could have been a huge missed opportunity for Xander in that moment. And yeah, even though it was a somewhat crazy and complicated vote, I think it was really interesting how it ebbed and flowed throughout Tribal. So yeah, I think it was a really entertaining vote in the end, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about this episode. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of flip-flopping with the votes. And yeah, it was just a really crazy Tribal. And I think, yeah, next episode, we're going to see even more fireworks. But yeah, going into predictions for next episode. Yeah, there's there's so much going on. We saw Nasir getting upset at Heather for throwing for throwing each of each other's names out. We've got Shannon Ricard voting over who's going to use a split over the extra vote. We have Deshaun upset at Shan. <laughs> there's so much going on, and I really think Shan could be on the block in this week's episode. I think there's a real chance she could get voted out, and maybe even Deshaun if he's willing to cause such an outburst on the way back at camp, even though. Someone got voted out that wasn't even close to him in terms of his game. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going to happen. But, yeah, maybe Shan or Deshaun could go home in this episode. I really thought Deshaun was playing a really great social game so far. But I think this episode, we really saw a turn from him. And I think he might be in trouble for next week. He says he might be looking for another alliance to go to. And I really don't know who he could turn to that's going to be able to keep him around. I think he's caused himself to be a little bit of a prior at this stage because, yeah, he could be further on the bottom than the other three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his game has really taken a turn, I think. Um, on the flip side, though, I think Xander and Evie could well could very well slip into the cracks of the majority next episode because, yeah, if Deshaun's causing such an outburst, that gives Xander and Evie more room to slither the way, their way back in. Um, so, yeah, you could see the Yasa 3, Yasa 2 now coming back into the fold. I think Evie, she got really lucky this episode as well because, yeah, she could have definitely been on the blocks, but next episode, if things go the way that they seem to be from the previews, I think she's got a chance of sticking around next episode. If she doesn't if she doesn't win the immunity challenge, she could still stick around. So, yeah, that's my prediction for next week. Maybe Shan or Deshaun are going to be the boots there. I think I'm going to go against Tupiki's Law for this week just for a change and see if I'm right. Um, but, yeah, those are my predictions for next week. And yeah, I think that brings us to the end of another recap podcast. And I really want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Debutante Report. If you made it all the way to the end, I really appreciate you if you did. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Debutante Report. And let me know your thoughts on Twitter as well at Debutante Report if you agreed or disagreed with anything that I've mentioned in this episode. 
And yeah, I can't wait to break it all down again next week for episode 9 of Survivor 41. We're really making our way through this season. I think only a couple weeks left. And yeah, we're heading into really deep into the merger now. So it's going to get even more exciting. Can't wait to break it all down next week with you then. But until then, guys, hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.